It is episode seven of the Oversell Podcast, and tonight we are looking back at WWE Payback. We also got NXT going on the TV, so we may drop some spoilers here and there. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. No Mike tonight. He is out sick. Down a man. At, at least that's what he's telling us. <laughs> he may be just sitting back watching this awesome ass NXT show where we just saw this amazing entrance by Finn Balor with his body paint is just something. God, he's got the eye on his back. That's the craziest thing ever. <laughs> I mean, it's very. I mean, know. that's. I, I mean, the, uh, WWE did not miss the boat this time. They did not miss the boat. They Absolutely. jumped right on Absolutely it with him, agree. and they're they're riding it, and it's great. And uh, that's that's sports entertainment, and that's what they want. And they 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 gobbled him up quick, and uh, I'm looking forward to see what they do with him. In the very near future. Well, you know, he's already said that um, he is not in any sort of hurry to get to the main roster. I think he's really enjoying time in NXT. Working mm-hmm. with, look who he gets to work with. Guys like Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. Guys like Hideo Itami. Yep. Guys like Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the... This is it, it, it's sad to say because he's my age, he's thirty three, but he's one of the future... He's a future star. He's Well, I've heard, I've heard a lot of rumors that uh, he... In his contract, it states that he is not going to spend a lot of time at NXT. He is going to go to the main roster pretty quick. Well, they probably he is like I said, he's thirty three years old, so he doesn't have that much time left compared to someone like some of these other guys on the show, yeah, um, like Baron Corbin, who I think is another guy that's the WWE likes the guys like Baron Corbin. He is going to be a future star, yeah, in the WWE. And like I said, we're gonna we're gonna, we have we're watching. Uh, NXT Takeover yeah. on the TV. So and he's got Tyler Breeze in the ring with him right now. I mean, Tyler Breeze is an NXT mainstay, you know, but he he is working his way over to the main roster pretty regularly. So, I mean, and man, these guys are putting they put they're putting on a freaking wrestling clinic at the front of the at the front of the match here. I mean, it's just amazing. So if you're watching NXT, you you got the network. You're watching the same thing we're watching. You're watching some good wrestling. <laughs> NXT is and it's uh, is constantly it's it's starting to be better than Raw every week. I look yeah. for, more forward to NXT. And uh, but with that being said, we probably need to talk a little bit about WWE Payback. Yeah, let's get the payback. Um, all right, show. I I put it on our Twitter account. I gave it like a solid B. Yeah, I'd give it a B. I'd give it a B as well. It uh, it uh, lived up to expectations. And a little bit more, you know. Um, I was thoroughly entertained by the pay per view, and I thought I wouldn't be. Yeah, it I was, have to admit, it was, I, you know, I came in kind of underrating it, and I was I was very there are a lot of solid matches and a lot of a lot of it was a good show for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, it opened up on the pre show with you know the meta powers, the mega powers, whatever the hell they are now, mm-hmm. the macho man. And we saw the ascension actually win a match. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know I don't know who would come out of that looking good. No. Like, I I I don't know, you know. It's 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 like it's it's like we said last week, you know, or like I said last week, you know, uh, who who really wins in that? You know, you don't you don't win and make a name for yourself in that match, you know. Right. So I mean, you got the Ascension, who's been you know just beaten down, you know, ugly, and you know they're they're let's face it, their uh their uh their main roster debut has failed. Yeah, not considerably. On, well, and it's like we said a couple of weeks ago. Whoever said, "Hey, go out there and let's cut a promo and talk down about the Legion of Doom mm-hmm. and Demolition Two, so tag teams that were so over." Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and talk trash about them being that you just stepped on the roster in yeah. a couple of 20 and just I, I I don't know I don't know what the thinking is behind their booking but whoever whoever is doing the booking and the writing on that on their on their stuff right seriously needs an overhaul. <laughs> their stuff seriously well, needs an overhaul. And like you have to wonder cuz we know that the commentators are getting fed 
what to say. Oh, yeah. And why would you... They're like me and you sitting here with headphones on right. talking into the mic just why for everybody you, else to hear, but the difference you, is Vince McMahon's in their headphones. And, <laughs> and, like, it's surprising that Vince McMahon would have two guys coming out in, you know, in squash matches, mm-hmm. have them talk bad about who they're facing instead of talking about how bad the beatdown was. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you could say, well, it doesn't matter who their opponents are. They're going to come out there, wreck them, and leave. Yeah. And I don't I don't like JBL as a heel announcer at all. I really don't. I, I, um, I don't. I hate this commentating team. I can't, I can't buy into him as a heel announcer. I really can't. Booker T is too out there with some of the things he says. Yeah. Michael Michael Cole. That's another reason I've stopped watching Raw. <laughs> and you have to listen to it for three hours long. Oh, my God. And it's not about commentating the matches. It's about getting to other matches that are on the card, telling the matches for those later instead of JR and Jerry Lawler when they mm-hmm. were a team. The they talked about what was going on in the ring. The focus was on the match. It was on the ring. And it was on the match. That's what they're missing these days. And, you know, maybe these probably these – I heard on a JR's podcast someone call them um, Sunday Night Raws. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But maybe with better commentator, that would instantly lift the value of these shows, the the what the quality of these shows, just by just having good solid commentary. I I talked with somebody here lately, um, and I forgot. God, I forgot who it was. Uh, but they said something about the reason. The reason Lawler was moved to SmackDown because they wanted to give younger guys a chance to do commentary or they wanted to just <laughs> change the presentation of Raw completely. I don't know, but I, I, I kind of disagreed with that. Well, they don't and even have any young guys on exactly, the commentary team. Exactly, exactly. There's no, there's no room for the young guys. And I, Honestly, I see it as like an announcer shuffle, really, you know, because Booker T's usually on the pre-shows for, like the, for the pay-per-views and stuff like that. Right. And he gets moved to the Raw announce team. Am I right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Because, you know, once that started happening, I stopped watching. <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't it's take it anymore, man. Sometimes it gets to the point where you have a good match and you just want to mute the TV. Yeah. And do commentating yourself. Exactly. You know, and I, I, th- it's almost like you're sitting around the frat house and the guys are watching TV and they're cutting jokes while they're watching the TV. That's what the commentaries come to on Raw. And that's your flagship show. Yeah, that's that's your moneymaker. NXT's not your flagship show. No. SmackDown's not your flagship show. No. And you've got better commentating on both of those shows than you do Raw. <laughs> I do like the young commentating team they have. Yes, on NXT. I love I like the NXT commentating team. I, I and it rotates around. It does not stay the same, so it's constantly you got new guys on there. I hate I liked when they had Albert on there. I hate that Corey Graves is not able to wrestle anymore. Yes. In NXT, but man, he is. I I've been been impressed with what he's done on. Commentary. He's jumped head first into this commentating right. role and is awesome. It, I think I think he's done a great job since he's mm-hmm. moved roles. And even and, he, <laughs> and, and we we talked right before we got on the air. I don't like the pre-shows. I don't like the Fallout shows, but I do like listening to Corey Graves talk on those shows. Yep, he's a good one. He, and he, he him him and Renee Young do ke- do catch my attention. Renee, I, Ren, I've been re- impressed with Renee. Mm-hmm. She, I think she's. Taking whatever they've given to her, and she's run full circle with it. Yeah, and um, I don't see the point behind a Booker T being a commentator. I, well, you know, it, it's there'd be one step down for on commentary, and that'd be bringing Taz back for me because he says some crazy crap. Taz, yeah. <laughs> Taz, Taz was weird as a commentator. Please don't hurt me, Taz, if you ever meet me. Yeah, it, I, it, he walked out on TNA, didn't he? He kind of just he's done. He's shuffled and shuffled and took well, his ball home, didn't he? Well, I think so. But he has, he's doing a podcast now. Oh, okay. It's called the Human Podcast Machine, <laughs> and he's recording like he, I think he does like three or four episodes a week. Oh, I mean, wow! Because that's I think that's all he's really doing right now. Huh? Um, and he's I bet you he's probably training guys. Oh, I'm sure. Every every one of them guys is training. But uh, we're we need to get back to the car. We got off <laughs> payback. I'm sorry. We got we got the rolling on announce teams there. Uh, our <coughs> truth defeated Stardust. Yeah. 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 Filler. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a that was a hey my beer's empty match. Yeah. Well so, you know, it sucks because Cody Rhodes I think has so much more potential mm-hmm. than what they're doing with him right now. Yeah. And then the stupid plastic spiders thing on Raw a couple of weeks ago where he had a bag full of them and it mm-hmm. scared our truth is like our truth, you're a grown ass man. Yeah. And that's really all I could say about <laughs> the angle between those two. They're, they're, it, it, it all became because of 
plastic spiders. Oh, yeah. Moving on. Seamus defeated Dolph Ziggler. Man, Dolph Ziggler is such a workhorse. Yes. And did he ever get cut open at the end of that match? Oh, yeah. Did you see the pictures of the stitches and stuff? I didn't see the stitches in his head. It looks like Finn Balor just pinned uh, Tyler Breeze. Yeah, that was a good match. Man, you can't be impressed but with Finn Balor with that look he has. That's something different. He's cut. And he's got the body paint, and I mean that's just well that that's and just like to it. his demeanor changes when he's in the paint yeah. and when he's not, and it's so cool. He comes out as a different character, you yep. know. And yeah, yeah. You know, he's from Ireland too. Yeah, I like <laughs> anyway, the Irish boys. Sh- but They're tough. Dolph, the Seamus Dolph Ziggler feud, I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got potential to go somewhere. Yeah, and it's it's going to do and two I, things. I hope the stitches th- that. Dolph received doesn't keep him out too long. He would wrestle Monday night. He did. Yeah. Wow. He made out with Lana. Shoot. He, yeah, Lana came out. Get busted open and get to make out with Lana, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it did two things. For Sheamus is a great is a great monster heel. And that Dolph is that guy that can go around, bounce around, take those bumps for you. Yeah. Um, I'm not. Did was the headbutt towards the end of the match? What busted him open? I think so. I don't think it wasn't a did, blade job or did anything. It, uh, did it catch one of the beads in Seamus's beard or something? <laughs> I mean, how the hell did he get cut open like I, that? I don't know. Just probably just caught him wrong, caught Golly, him flush. man. Because, I mean, that was a cut and a half he got. Yeah, he he looked like uh, kind of looked like Ric Flair after a match. Except yeah. his, well, his head wasn't all fiery red. No. <laughs> But he he was he was holding he was holding ga- gauze to his forehead as he was leaving, and that usually you, d- you right. don't see that. That means well, that means he didn't blade, so he probably won't get in trouble for it. Yeah. Um, well, I don't expect he'll get in trouble for it. That that was obviously well, not a blade job. Well, yeah, but the last time two guys got color, I think Chris Jericho was one of them, and somebody else and. Like uh, the funny story, Chris Jericho on his podcast is like Vince is like, I'm gonna find you five thousand dollars, and Jericho's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, is that funny? Like, no, 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 that's not funny one bit. <laughs> but I, I, you know, if shame, the only problem I have with Seamus right now is his stupid beard. If he tr- if he just trimmed that up, yeah, he's he's doing. I think his hill work's doing great. I don't know. I'm his his looks growing on me. Um, the mohawk. Really cool. The, I like yeah, the, the mohawk. mohawk. I love the mohawk. The mohawk's really cool. It 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 threw people back when he first came out with it, you know. So everybody was just like, "Whoa, that's weird." But again, who is that big dude? Oh, uh, some dude. Game of oh, Thrones guy, Hathor Bjornsson. Dude, that dude's huge. That's dude, and she and he's sitting next to Stephanie there. <laughs> Shoot. Anyway. You're saying about Seamus. Anyway, yeah, Seamus, uh, he he came out originally with the Mohawk. When he first debuted, he came out with the Mohawk. And so, I mean, it threw everybody back. They were like, oh, oh, wait, wait, you know. And I think it took everybody a week or two to remember he had a Mohawk when he debuted. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, and he does. And his entrance and stuff really looks uh, cool with all the, the – Blacking the lights out, and then all of a sudden the white light. And I like the new music too. Yeah, I like that too. I like it better than a shameful thing, you lobster head or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! People I don't know may make fun of me a lot for saying that. Next, <laughs> I don't care. Next up, we had New Day, uh, Biggie and Kofi Kingston taking on. They defeated Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Man, the New Day is make, turning them heel. Best decision possible for that tag team because they're pulling it off. It's it's revitalizing the tag team, the tag team division. It really is. It's going to revitalize the tag team division. This this is actually, they haven't done anything with the tag team titles. It's really gotten my attention until until they got Cesaro and Kid as tag team title guys. Then my attention was turned to them. Now they have my attention and they're going to keep it with New Day holding the tag titles and all kinds of stuff happening with with them. You know trying to hang on to it with the three guys and everything and the free bird rule and all that stuff. Right. And and so. I love the um, 
the ending with Xavier Woods getting the pinfall. Yeah. Uh, so smart. Uh, the Bella Quinn magic uh, yeah. <laughs> finish. <laughs> Which, but is, <laughs> it, and this is not me saying this. This is WWE saying this. Uh, I may get in trouble for this one, but. You know, it's kind of like the WWE saying, like, all black guys look the same. Yeah. Which, uh, like, Xavier Woodson is nothing like Kofi Kingston. Yeah. <laughs> so please don't hate me for that. Well, they've That's got, they've all got dreads, though, don't they? Yeah. Well, or, Big E doesn't. He's got, he's yeah, just. Yeah, he's the only one. But uh, they were wearing pretty much the same uh, tights and stuff. So, I mean, it, was, yeah. it all looks similar. Yeah, I mean, to covered his face and everything. Yeah, but yeah. It yeah, was very well done. The finish was oh, very well done. The I'm telling you, it's good to have, uh, and it's good, you, you don't see really, um, Heels all the way these days, mm-hmm. P- but you you see the you see more guys that toe the line between face and heel. You don't see a true solid heel, at least to me. And New Day is becoming just a solid heel. Yeah, that's all they're doing. Yeah, and I'm and I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Kofi. Yeah, I'm it's very finally good to see Kofi. him. Uh, finally see him being involved with something. Yeah. And I'm ha- I'm happy for Xavier. I'm happy for Big E that they found a niche and everything, but I'm especially happy for Kofi. Kofi's been out there a long time. Yep. He's yeah. been put in that kind of Dolph Ziggler limbo where you see him all the time. He's there, but he's not really registering on the uh, Richter scale or anything. You know, he's not making an impact. And now he's a tag team champ. He's made an impact. It, it, so. And he's doing it as a heel. I mean, he got stale yeah. as a face. Yes, he did. You know, the only the only bright spot you had for him was every year at the Royal Rumble, you got the, how is Kofi going to survive this one? But And even this past year, yeah. it was kind of weak because they threw him into a crowd of rosebuds and they carried him back to the ring. It's like, oh. I thought that was different. Yeah, it was well, funny. I don't know. I like it was funny and different and everything. So, it, I mean, it, it, gave well, us our, it gave us our Kingston moment of uh, escaping the Rumble elimination. That's true. So. That's true. Uh-oh, one of my favorite. NXT Divas has just come out. Bailey, her entrance, I love it with the wacky inflatable arm flailing tube man. <laughs> She's, That's funny. Just imagine when you see that on Raw. Oh god! How many that people are going to go ape shit when she comes out on Raw and get, does the headbands with the girls and yeah. I mean, it, it, she is. She's she's another future star. The, the NXT Divas division is ran so well compared to the Raw or the main roster Divas division. You got talented workers with Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, and it, and they've recently flipped the switch on Bailey, haven't they? With uh, you know showing that she's got a little bit more of an anger side to her. I think so, but you know. she's still doing the I'm a hugger thing and. It's a good gimmick for her, though. Yeah, he's I mean, gotten no, her over it, exactly. Uh, uh, the pictures I've seen her hugging different people online well, and stuff like that that are kind of grimacing at the camera. Well, her her deal was for a while there she was like a mark. So if like Ric Flair came in, she would be so excited and had to give him a hug. If she and uh, you know if they had some other big star, she was she was like a she was a mark, but she was a wrestler. Yeah, which is really cool, but. <laughs> We're straying away again. Yeah, yeah. NXT, you're you're yeah, a distraction. NXT's getting I, our getting our attention there. I love you, NXT, but you're such a bad distraction. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the next match? Bray Wyatt defeated Ryback. That was a hell of a match. Those guys have good chemistry. Yes, they can work together. And uh, that Sinton bomb, from what I understand, did crack a rib on Ryback. Like for shoot. For shoot, Ooh. from what I understood, there it it may have been it it may have been a fracture or maybe something that was a little bitty, but the reaction he had after that senton bomb, where he was slapping the ground and everything, oh man, that- I was I was kind of sitting there going, he's probably hurt, and then I looked up online a little bit, and it was like, yeah, they think he fractured a rib or something, so probably maybe a bruised one, bruised one maybe, oh, bruised. Yeah. Have you ever had bruised ribs before? I've, oh, yeah, that is. That's the most pain I've ever been in my life. When I, I bruised my rib cage when I was training, oh. and uh, I was over in West Memphis and had to drive back home. And I was just like, "Please God, don't let me die on the yeah. way home because I gr- grimacing in pain yeah, because I can't, I can't take a breath I can't in." Breathe. <laughs> but it's good to see uh, Wyatt finally get a clean pay per view win. And I yeah. know it's over Ryback. Yeah, but it know. was a hard fought match. Yeah, it so did, it, it got him over. Those two. Th- very surprising how good their chemistry was in that match. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, I want to see something big for Bray Wyatt near the end of this year. And I think, um, and I got to thinking about this, and and uh, maybe we can Google this for uh, 
excuse me, maybe we can Google this or something, but what, are you ready for, look it up on your phone right quick. Maybe the last three matches Bray Wyatt has had, what what programs were they on? Maybe you can tell me. Well, you know, he had the Undertaker. you had the payback. He had, pay, and you had Extreme Rules he went against. He, okay. What, who did he go against Extreme Rules? Did he, no, he wasn't involved with Extreme Rules, I don't think. Uh, he was the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Undertaker, okay. Um, man, hell, I don't know. <laughs> well, let me pull up his Wikipedia page, because we all know you can trust Wikipedia. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's on the internet. you got to trust it. <laughs> That's sarcasm. You don't trust on anything on the internet. I'm uh, just kidding. Let's <laughs> see. Let's see. Let's see. The new face of fear. Following the Royal Rumble, Wyatt at Fastlane. He that's where he started his program with the Undertaker. Okay. Did he have Fastlane. a match though? No, because he showed up in the casket at Fastlane. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um. Following WrestleMania, Wyatt launched another series of enigmatic promos, which revealed to be directed to Ryback. So really, ever since Ryback, you went from Undertaker to Ryback. You went from Undertaker to Ryback. Now you look. The last... Okay, so we won't say three times. We'll say the last two times he's wrestled, it's been on a pay-per-view. Yep. So we cannot say Ryback's not getting put... Or Ryback. We cannot say Bray Wyatt's not getting pushed. So, I mean, he's getting pushed to the moon because the last two matches he's had, he gets pay-per-view payoffs for those matches. I'm not saying he's not getting pushed. I, I want. I just want to see something extremely big for him near the end of this year. Yeah. Maybe. And I it, don't know if it's the world te- IC title. I think he would be a great IC champ. Well, I mean, think about this, though. You know, everybody's playing around with uh, the IC title or the – or the U.S. title and everything, and Cena's already got always got that open challenge. What happens if Bray Wyatt comes out on a Raw and beats his ass? Well, well I want to talk about that later in the show okay. about what I think is going to happen with okay. the U.S. title. All right, <laughs> I have a big thought, and we'll get we'll get to it in a bit. Um, next match. Speaking of John Cena, we had the I Quit match with uh, John Cena defeating Rusev because Lana. Said he quit in his foreign or in his native tongue, and she quit for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I saw that that was good emotion from her. Yeah, that was good emotion from her on that. Here's my problem with that match: the PG era. You can't have I quit matches. They're not built for the PG era. Yeah, they're built for they're built for like you know Terry Funk and Ric Flair had that crazy I quit match. Yeah, back at Clash of the Champions. Uh, and you know, part of the power, and I, I didn't like Mike Chioda with the microphone every five seconds saying that got old. Do you quit? Real quit. Do you quit? Real quick. Real quit. Do you quit? <laughs> I I swear that got old real quick he because he he overdid it, and I think I think Cena and Rusev both overdid it because it was almost like. Um, at the first five minutes, nobody should have a microphone in their face. Right, right. Nobody should be, you know, oh, I, I did three moves to him. Ask him if he quits. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, the way I, the way I would like to have seen it done is Mike Chioda still holds the microphone, but when one of the guys is ready, they go snatch it from him, put mm-hmm. in the guy, uh, do you quit? Yeah. And then uh, don't have the referee doing it. Have the other guys do it because that adds to the psychology because you're actually making the guy say, I quit yourself. Right. It's not Mike Chioda with his 12 packs a day voice. Chioda. Chioda, Mike, <laughs> whatever. It's not with the 12 smoke, tw- smoking 12 packs a day. Do you quit? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, and it, that, the way it was built up and everything, the, ma- the match – kind of started off almost like it should have been 10 minutes, 10 or 20 minutes into the match already, you know? I mean, they started off, and you'll you'll always, I always I always got uh, heard some of this criticism at times when I was on the indie level, um, that you had, you know, you got, you, you book it like a play. You got your opening of the match, you got your middle of the match, and you got your end of the match. And oftentimes, too many guys, they were already at the end of the match, at the beginning of the match, at the opening, you mm-hmm. know. And I think that match 
honestly started at the at the end of the middle towards the end. You know, it was just poorly poorly booked as far as order goes. Now, if they had been wrestling for ten minutes and stuff like that, and then started shoving microphones in each other's faces and stuff like that, right? I'm, I'll buy that. There's you're you're not gonna get an I quit in five minutes. No, it's not gonna happen. You know, you're gonna uh, kick you know somebody problem? in the face or something like that. Oh, ask him if he quits. No, um, <laughs> don't another do that. Another problem I had with it was that dumb spot with the fireworks. Oh yeah, because Rusev, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. It, Rusev, if you were just destroyed in all these fireworks why is you, why are there no burns on your body mm-hmm. why are you <laughs> it just didn't make a lot of sense to me uh, that reminded me of um, was it Cena that got thrown into a spotlight assembly or something like that in, on one of the sets didn't Miz do that one time he threw him in, I know he threw him in no he threw him into the WWE spinning thing I d- uh, the logo I, I think that was Morrison that happened to uh, I think no this was when Miz was Feuding with Cena and The Rock was involved too. Okay, it was at the same time. That could be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I've been you know, wrong before. <laughs> there's, well, it's, it's different when like you put them through the table next to all the electric equipment and you see all that stuff popping. Mm-hmm. But don't throw them behind a wall. Have all these fireworks go off and then like, oh my god, he was just burnt. Like, no, he wasn't. We're not stupid. Yeah, you're kind of insulting the intelligence of your of your uh, wa- viewers, and I just I didn't like that spot. Overall, mm-hmm. you know, it, it set up Lana. She's, you know, they broke up pretty much. Yeah. On Raw the next night, she started making out with Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> uh, as we said earlier. Um, I don't know. So I guess it's a Ziggler Russo program now. <laughs> I guess so. And you know, like I said, and I want to go back to the point earlier. Like the reality era, the PG era, is nothing. You can't have an I quit match. No. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. No. And I'm not saying. You should go out there and um, get bloody and get blood everywhere because you know that can be that can be just as bad as having a, a match oh, like there's this. Oh, there's Nation. Who's Uha Nation? The the guy that they just showed up there. Who's that guy in the middle there? I don't know. Is that Savvy Piscatelli, former safety for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I don't know. That may be. Could be. That goes out for you. Uh, Chris Fisher at the Bucks Brief <laughs> Podcast because he's a big Savvy Piscatelli fan. <laughs> so I hope you're listening, Chris, because I think I just saw Savvy Piscatelli on our TV, and we know how much we love us Bucks fans. We love some Savvy Piscatelli. Yeah, well, um, we were on Bray Wyatt and uh, and uh, Ryback for the last match. I think what was the next one? All right, uh, Naomi and Tamina, 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 Tamina. Tamina defeated the Bella Twins. I had the Honest Bella Twins. Honest to God, I the only person backstage who scared the shit out of me. Yeah, <laughs> and, and <laughs> it was all right. I mean, Tamina's one badass chick, man. I yeah, and that's what this diva division needs. But I don't know. It's just another divas match for me. They're still, they're just not. They don't. The match was six minutes thirteen seconds, which I guess for some divas matches that can be kind of long. Mm-hmm. But you know we're not getting matches like Trish Stratus and Lita. Back well, there was there day. was no botches. There really was not any botches none that, that I, I saw. Not, none that I can think of. I'm no. sure there are botches. I, I didn't. I didn't see a single one really. Uh, nothing I could. Nothing I could really rail the girls on. I mean, there was, there was really. It was really a good, well put together match. You know, and uh, you know, I did call the winner. <laughs> I think you and Mike did. I'm the only idiot that said, yeah, the B- Tamina Snuka's coming back and the Bellas are going to win. What the hell, Derek? You're so yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm i always going to go for uh, Tamina. I'm going to cheer for Tamina because she, she is somebody who will make you remember her backstage. And if you ever shake her hand, you'll know what I mean. Wow, wow. <laughs> I hope I hope that day comes, but yet I hope it doesn't come. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Rhino versus Baron Corbin's about to happen. I am a fan of Baron Corbin, man. I think that dude is going to be incredibly big star because he has everything that someone like Vince McMahon would want in a superstar. He's big. Uh, is he like six foot four or something like that? Something like that. Six foot seven. He's built good. Got a good look. He is a super future, uh, a future superstar. Mm-hmm. Not a suture fooper star. Easier for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> Next match, we had uh, Adrian Neville, who, since he has debuted on the main roster, I've been nothing but impressed with Adrian yes. Neville. I really like what they're doing with him. And he took on Wade Barrett. I hated the end of this match. 
I think it got messed up. Well, I just don't like Barrett leaving on the count out. I I th- I think it uh I think it got messed up cuz honestly, I'm not sure I'm not sure if uh Neville for shoot hurt his leg or not when he dove outside the ring onto Barrett. Cuz it looked to me like he landed weird, you know. Uh, and and when he when he landed and he hit the hit the uh he hit the ground with so much force with his knees, and I was like, "Oh, that's gotta hurt," and, you know, because he he didn't really like roll away like he usually does, you know, and and take all that momentum off of his you know knees and stuff. And like, he just kind of landed flat and splatted. And uh, when he when he had that reaction to his knee and everything, I was like, uh, "I'd be willing to bet he did something if he didn't tweak it or just sprain a knee or something." Uh, I'd be really surprised. You know, if if he wasn't hurt, I'll be real surprised. Yeah, he may that may have happened, but I still think the original, what the finish that happened was the original finish that they planned for with Wade Barrett for some reason taking a count out. And I just don't like that. I think now, don't get me wrong; I think the right guy went over, but I mean, yeah, he you did. Know, I I don't like I don't like count out victory. I don't like count out victories either because it didn't and it didn't look like it was supposed to happen. It didn't look like it was supposed to happen because if you're going to take a count out. You don't do it at a nine and go up to the ropes and be like, ah, screw it. You walk away at like seven or eight and start walking back up because you want that heat to follow you. Yeah. So I did like what happened after the match, though. Yeah, the beat down. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And the, and the halting German suplex that uh, Neville love, gave him, oh, that was and, badass. And destroy, he destroyed the cane. The yeah, scepter. I destroyed the scepter. Pretty, that was pretty cool, too. Yeah, yeah that's that was great. He was just hanging there. I'm like, what is he going to do? Oh, shit. Yeah. That, that was a Dumped hell of a German suplex. him on his suplex. head. Yeah, That's that what he did. That was awesome German <laughs> suplex. Let's get to the main event. Seth Rollins defeated Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Randy Orton. Uh, very hectic main event. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were all expecting like a Kane face turn. Yeah. Which we did not get. I was real surprised at that. I, th- I was too. I, and I think that's a smarter way to go because – how many times has Kane flip flopped in his career? In the, in the past five years, it seems like every other, mm, every six yeah. months he's a, on the other side. And um, I liked I liked the quick triple power bomb. Oh yeah! And then Seth was celebrating with them, and yeah, yeah, kind they of all laughing and smiling at one another. And then all of a sudden, they can go. That smile went away, and he got it too. And <laughs> I did. I like the spot where Roman Reigns and. Dean Ambrose were the only two guys standing, and Roman Reigns says, "Loser buys the beer." Yeah, yeah. That, I thought that was a great spot. <laughs> Some other small things I noticed. Did you uh, at one point when Roman Reigns, uh, I think he threw Jamie Noble into the into the barrier. Yeah. When he walked by him, he gave him the finger. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone in WD. I'm sure Vince Lai was like, "What the hell are you doing, man? Yeah, you can't give yeah. people the finger. We don't do that these days." <laughs> hell, Fred Durst got thrown out of WrestleMania for. Throwing the finger to the camera. Yeah, but I, I was it, it was I thought it was a good main event. Mm-hmm. There's some good spots. It did it did great. Um, you know, and uh, I think we all you know w- the finish was you know we all knew Seth was running out of this. Yeah, one. there's no way any of them so. were. And it, it's good that he got a he won by pinfall. It was a decisive win. Yeah, yeah, and, and with a pedigree. Yeah, oh, with a pedigree. It was a good looking pedigree. That was a good looking pedigree, but like. What do you do when you've outlawed your champion's finisher? Well, you give him everybody else's finisher. Yeah, well, I heard that um, <laughs> that they didn't ban that move per se. Uh, they're just it's going to be more of a special attraction move. Ah, okay. Which you know it, that may be the maybe that their gimmick is that's the only move that'll work on someone like Brock Lesnar. Oh, something like that. Maybe that that's it. Any other thoughts on payback, Dan? No, I'm, I'm, I was pretty impressed with it. You like know? I like, said, like, like, same grade you give it a B. I saw you know? it a B. Um, uh, it's going to take so much to, especially for these uh, Sunday night raws. <laughs> uh, it's going to take them a lot to get an A because, and I know part of it is you have the WWE Network and they're not paying sixty dollars to get these pay per views, but you know the, I mean. Hell, some of these NXT shows are better than some of these B-level pay-per-view or some. I'm sorry, these some Sunday of the, Night Raws are putting on <laughs> some of the NXT regular shows. I mean, just not even the not even the specials like we're watching now. Not the Takeover special, but like some of the regular NXT shows outclass some of the Raws and Smackdowns, and you know, you know they. I think uh, 
you know, raising some eyebrows here with the new talent, you know. Yeah, um, and we're going to get to where we may go from here because um, we also need to talk about a little bit about the Elimination Chamber because we're going to the vault next week. I'll be out of town and can't record an episode. So uh, we'll go into a little Elimination Chamber, maybe some thoughts on it. Um, but because there's a couple of angles I want to talk about that they talked about, they did on Raw. But first, we are going to take a quick break. Stick around. We will be right back. Welcome back. Be sure you're following the Oversell Podcast on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropnuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I am at One Dangerous Dan, all spelled out. And uh, during our break, we watched a little bit of NXT TakeOver, and we just watched this awesome tag team match between Blake and Murphy and... Um, Enzo, Amore, and Big Cass, man. What did you think of that match? People actually booked as a tag team. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that hard? Is it no, that it's, it's not. hard to book people as a tag team? You know? <laughs> I mean, seriously. And I, lo- I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Well, you hadn't and, seen Enzo uh, and Amore. I hadn't seen and, Enzo and, and Amore's uh, what, what did you entrance. Think? I what, haven't seen their entrance. What did you think of the entrance? I, I, the entrance, I, I, my first time actually listening to it all the way through, and I enjoyed that entrance. That was very awesome. I love I, that chant, man. The fans are very into them. Well, and that goes with everything in NXT. They are just, they are such, I think NXT is some of the best fans I've seen in wrestling because they really did get into the characters mm-hmm. of NXT they they're really they get behind the people you're supposed to get behind. They boo the people you're not supposed to boo. Like Blake and Murphy, they're getting good heat as a tag team, I think. And now Alexa Bliss just turned and uh helped them help them win that w- match. Help them retain the WWE tag team titles and, and now you got a fiery redhead Becky, Becky Lynch. Lynch coming out. Wow. Man, I like that. That's Woo. that's a that's a that's a good look. That fiery red catches the eye. <laughs> well, and she's wrestling Sasha Banks for the NXT Women's Championship, oh, which yeah. uh, this is going to be a great match too. And I hope I always like watching the NXT women. I mean, it's 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 all. Hey, it looks like we are getting a Skype call. Uh, let's see who we have on the line. Welcome to the Oversell Podcast. Who do we have on the line? Uh, Joseph Butler. Hey, man, what's going on? Going, Derek. How you doing, brother? Oh man, just sitting here watching a little NXT takeover, talking a little WWE payback. Tell me what you thought overall of the WWE payback card. Uh, I thought I thought the card itself was okay. Uh, the Fatal Four Way uh, main event I thought was fantastic. Um, just the way that they teased the Shield reunion I thought was awesome. Uh, you had uh, Rollins and Ambrose teaming back up with or uh, sorry Reigns and Ambrose teaming back up with Rollins getting the triple power bomb to. Uh, Randy Orton and then turn it right back around on him. I thought the way the finish was was fantastic. I thought it was very, very well booked. That crowd, that crowd for the main event came unglued. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really hot. It was a great crowd. They really did. They had him in the palm of their hand, and then when they when uh, Rollins hit the pedigree out of nowhere, and I mean everybody was like, "Oh, it's over." Which, <laughs> we said this earlier in the show. Man, I don't that, think people are used to seeing him doing another finisher because the curb stop. Well, that 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 was a damn one of the best damn pedigrees I think I've ever seen. Dean Ambrose took it great. Uh, Rollins delivered it well. I, uh, one of the like I said, well, one it wasn't best. it wasn't Ambrose? It was Orton it that was took Orton, it. Yeah, it was Orton. It was took Orton it. took it. Oh, well, Orton knows how to bump. Yeah, I mean, Orton. Go. <laughs> I'm not the biggest Orton guy, but I'm not the biggest Orton guy. But that dude, when it when it's time to when it's time to go. He's one of those guys that just goes. He has one speed. Go. Yeah. Right. And so one thing I wanted to get into uh, here in this next se- in the second segment was where some of these storylines may go. And on Raw, we saw Kevin Owens make his Raw roster debut, and we thought it was going to be to answer the Cena challenge. And he said, no, I'm going to wrestle you on my terms when I'm ready and end up be- kicking the crap out of him. And one thing, I think at Elimination Chamber – you're going to see John Cena lose to Kevin Owens. That's a possibility. That's a very good possibility. And I'd love to see an NXT and U.S. title co-holder. That'd be pretty damn cool. Yeah. Depending yeah, on what I happens think, tonight. I think I think that'd be great as well. Uh, I was a little unimpressed with the crowd pop when Owens came out. It seemed like a lot of them didn't really know who he was. 
I thought Cena did a really good job after Owen said, if you don't know who I am, I don't care who you are. And then Cena kind of jumped in there and said, well, well, hang on, hang on, you are Kevin Owens, yada, yada, yada. I think that helped bring the segment along a little bit. And Kevin Owens was very well on the mic. Uh, I loved how he, when John Cena tried to tell him he was a vet, and Kevin Owens is like, no, you're not a vet. I'm every, every much a vet as you are. While you're in the WWE, I was going around the world beating guys that were better than you, basically. And mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I think I think what we're seeing, what you see there, um, as far as uh, crowd reaction, you have two sets of fans. You have the guys who are the smarks, as we call them in the business, the smart marks who watch NXT, who go to NXT shows, who chant right along with, you know, their favorite wrestlers, and they're right there, you know, every week in the crowd chanting along with them, hollering and screaming at them and everything. That's the smart crowd for NXT. Well, then you have the raw crowd who consists of about 30 or 40% smarks and probably about 50 or 60% families mm-hmm. and kids who have come to see Cena, you know, so I say, you know, when when you don't have a good reaction when you go from NXT to Raw, it's because only 40% of the people who are at Raw or, you know, watching Raw are actually watching NXT. Because I'm pretty sure the kids are not at home watching NXT. No, no. <laughs> you know, anything, anybody under 12 or 13 probably has no interest in NXT to be the fruitful. Yeah, and... Just let me ask you this. One thing we talked about earlier is, in this era, can you really pull off a true I quit match? You can, but the face has to win. That, that's all it is. The face will never, if it's the blow-off to a few, there's no way the face is giving up in this era. It's just not happening. Good point. Uh, I remember there, were, point. You see, there was a Cena-JBL I quit match way back, uh, and he didn't even put him in a submission hole to end it. I think he was threatening with a chair, and JBL just quit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's the way it has to go. and I think it's just the way it has to go in this era. The face has to go over in that kind of match. Uh, how do you feel about uh, the Rusev-Ziggler um, feud? I, I, I'm a huge Ziggler fan myself. Um, I think they'll be good in the ring together. I'm interested to see if Lana stays with Ziggler or turns back on. Uh, it turns back and goes back with Rusev. Uh, they have a lot of opportunity there. It should be a should be a great feud. They have, they have a chance to have some really show stealing matches. I, I think. Is it smart for Lana to leave Rusev? Yeah, I think uh, he has to sink or swim at some point. She, she's not going to be able to be at his side forever. He has to be on the mic and he has to be personable enough with the crowd to get over. I, I don't think you can just have a mouthpiece forever. There's only so many Brock Lesnar's that, that don't have to talk very much. I think he, at this stage of his career, he needs to show a little personality, show that he can get over to the crowd. And this is, this is a really good opportunity for him because Ziggler, I, I, I'm a big fan of him on the mic. I, I think they can have some good promos back and forth. And this is a, I think this is an important, important, important time for Rusev. I see long run. I see, uh, I see another person coming in for Rusev because with Rusev, with his character, you kind of have to have a mouthpiece because, you know, he's he's not he, – his character doesn't speak English very well. He speaks Russian more fluently than he does English. So you can't really have Rusev cutting, you know, promos in Russian English maybe. slash, you know. <laughs> well, maybe he joins no, – yeah, I, I, I get that. I just think you can't have him – Mumbling in Russian yeah, for all yeah. of his promos with Lana. I think he has to speak a little bit. I, I think what he did this week when he basically got rid of Lana, I thought that was I thought that was really good. Uh, he just has to keep doing stuff along those lines. I'm not saying he's going to cut a, a 15 minute Cena promo, but he has to be able to talk for <laughs> two or three minutes just to get, get a point across, not just mumble in Russian over and over. You know, I could see them maybe one day moving him into like an enforcer role with the the authority. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Or, or you know, take the place of uh, Kane. Triple, you know, Triple H could cut a good 20-minute promo for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you can't talk, let the boss talk for you. That's, that's, a, that's a great... Uh... <laughs> what about this... Uh, how excited for you are the 
you know, I'm kind of pissed off that the Elimination Chamber is actually happening because we should have had that match in Memphis, I'll say again. But um, how excited are you for your Elimination Chamber? Who do you think is going to come out with the IC title? I hope Ziggler. Um, I could see Bear getting it again. Was it would it be his sixth time, maybe seventh time? Uh, I think he was kind of built for that title. Uh, who, who else is in there? I know it's Bear and uh, Sh- Is Sheamus in the match? Think. I've heard rumor that Sheamus is supposed to win the match. I've heard rumor that it's it's you know it's booked that way, but you know that might be his uh, his uh, monster heel push moment. You know. Well, I think, you, yeah, I think, yeah, I think typically with the IC title, it goes to one of your the better workers mm-hmm. in your company, and following that line. Ziggler is the best to me. It's the is the best option mm-hmm. because he is the hardest working your company. He is the Shawn Michaels, the guy that's going to go out there and give you hundred and twenty eight percent per match. Take the big bumps, and you have to look at you have to look at uh, your heel face ratio too. Because uh, right now you got Cena as the United States champion, you've got uh, Rollins as your WWE champion. You know two heels as champions, you know, there's only so many, so much you can do without running over another program that you're doing the same thing with, like, faces chasing titles and stuff, so. So the way this match is looking, it's R-Truth versus Sheamus versus King Barrett versus Ryback versus Dolph Ziggler versus Rusev. Man, with that lineup, there's only, there's three legitimate people I could think that would challenge for that, and that's Sheamus, Barrett, or Ziggler. So they didn't put Neville in that one? I I guess they're selling injury uh, from the card I see. Maybe that it may change before Elimination Chamber. I still think it's a couple of weeks away. Okay. But that's what I have listed. I just found on the internet here. So and and I I would I want to see Ziggler do it. You know, Daniel Bryant just got had to relinquish it. Give it to a guy that's just as good with the fans as Daniel Bryant. That's Dolph Ziggler. Are they already promoting the pay per view after Elimination Chamber? Because I think I saw that too. Because it. <laughs> I like noticed that uh, the elimination pay per view, the elimination chamber pay per view was like uh, in two weeks, and then somebody said like two weeks after that we're gonna have another pay per view, like something like June the fourteenth or something like that. Well, <coughs> it's they've gotten crazy yeah. with these things, man. There's just too many of these. And I'm gonna call them Sunday Night Rawls now. And uh, you know, uh, I was talking with our good friend downtown Bruno, and. Uh, he said they all found out about Elimination Chamber when it was announced on TV. <laughs> they didn't know there was going to be a second pay-per-view well, for like, the month. That means a lot of work for Bruno, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Oh, it means a lot of work guy. for everybody. It means double the work of last month. You know, so, I mean, and and two, he, he brought up a good point to me. He's a contract employee. He doesn't see extra money for that stuff. Right. You know, so it's, you know... It's kind of, you know, you're getting double the work out of somebody. It's like me and you going to work, and we're working twice as hard for the same amount of money. Yep. You know. Or like um, Cousin Butch and Cousin Luke, you know. he had Cousin Luke had to work for a whole minute. Yeah. the same as Cousin <laughs> Butch. <laughs> yeah. Would that, would that replace a house show, though? I mean, are they, are they, they may still be working the same amount of dates, though, right? Uh, no. You, you still have the same amount of house shows and everything. I mean, it's 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 Just, it's crazy, you know. Show. And I mean here and I'm still I'm still shocked that they're going to have the elimination pay-per-view and still you know after there's three or four guys dropping like flies on the roster with injuries and everything. I mean Hideo Itami you know injured with a shoulder injury. Um freaking Sami Zayn injured with a shoulder injury. Uh guy who Which else? well that you know? the, the Sami Zayn the Sami Zayn injury was just a freak. I, well, he was know, just it's flailing. A, it's his a freak arm. thing, but I mean, it, but it, they are putting him in these. It speaks volumes to the amount of work these guys put in, you know. And there's only so much the human body can take. That's true. Before That's true. it, before it just says, look at Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and Daniel Bryan, you got You got your one of your main guys on the roster is injured and doesn't know if he'll ever wrestle again. You know, and there's and you know you can say doesn't know. I don't know if he'll ever wrestle again. 
it could be booked like that. It could not be booked like that. He may make a triumphant return at Royal Rumble, you know, mm-hmm. next year. Who knows? I hope but so. I certainly hope so. But at the same time, Daniel was doing this for years yep. before he yep. got into WWE. He was he's wrestling Memphis Championship Wrestling before it shut the doors. American Dragon. Yep. He was he was wrestling around here, and you know it's I, I, just it's just quick, that quick question. Quick question on that on that same kind of topic. You're saying you may you may hope that he goes back at the the Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. That we saw what happened when he came back at the Rumble this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I had a talk with a friend. Uh, I won't say his name, but he knows who he is. Uh, they they did right. He shouldn't have won the Rumble this year. They needed to wait to make sure he was going to be healthy before they made him win the Rumble, put right. him back in the title match. And unfortunately, we see that he didn't necessarily stay healthy, so they may have made the right decision in the long run. Do you want to put him back in the Rumble and have the same thing happen again? Well, it depends. You know, he he did come back too soon this time. That was just the worst booked rumble in the history of rumbles, oh, that was, though. Yeah, that was. You know, you had the potential to throw everybody a curveball and put put all the picks that people were picking in the final six or seven. You know, you had the potential to put Bray Wyatt, Ziggler, Bryan, Roman Reigns, everybody. You had a potential to to just throw everybody a curveball right then and there and have six or seven, you know, different people that could have won the rumble at the end of the match, and instead. Your final four was Roman Reigns, Kane, Big Show, and was it Wyatt? Yep. Okay. No, no. no. Was it, was Rusev it? came from under the ring, right? Do what? Rusev came from under the ring at the end, correct? Or was that Wyatt? Uh, I don't remember anyone coming out from in the ring. At, well, the no, end. somebody got thrown out and came That's back right. in. That's right. It was Rusev. It was Rusev. Yeah, yeah. Rusev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he threw out Kane and Big Show, and then Rusev came out from under the ring, and then he ended up throwing him out as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. It was it, if they would have as soon as Brian were got eliminated, if they would have had someone come in like Ambrose or somebody to get the crowd back, it yeah. wouldn't have been as bad. But man, it was. If, if I remember right, they had Ambrose come back. It was it was two two people later. I right thought it was after. six. It, it was Brian got out at like 14 or 15, wasn't he? Brian spent like five minutes in, yeah, and he was out. I mean, it yeah. was it's just it was like, whoa, that's it? it yeah. That's all you're going to leave him in for? But that's that's <laughs> you know that's all in the past. We're couch so, booking now, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, there's really nothing else you can do about it. But uh, anything else exciting you, Joe, with the WWE? Uh, I have one more, I guess, question slash complaint that I have. I heard y'all talk about the uh, the ESPN briefly talk about the ESPN. And then the other night, yep. um, how Adam Rose, Ray LePan came across, came off so so well uh, yeah. in that. And then nothing the week after on Raw. And then this week on Raw, you see somebody walking by Tim, uh, kissing some random diva. I, can't, I couldn't even tell who it was. Uh, do you think that they're missing a golden opportunity to have him come out as the man, Ray LePan, uh, and kind of tell his story and get over as a face and not just blow that whole thing. I am shaking my head so hard right now, yes, that I think I may break it. Did, break you, my did neck. you see the E60 thing? I have now? not had a chance okay. to see it yet, but I, I've read about it. I've read what they all talked about. and mm-hmm. it's it's This is a chance to get a main, more main, you know, more mainstream audience. Yeah. And it, it's guys that see this guy like Rose that probably watch it are like, who is this guy? Why is he not mm-hmm. champion? And yes, yeah, this... They got to capitalize. I heard he is done with rosebuds. I did read that this week. Okay, well that sucks. <laughs> I know that's a three hundred dollar paycheck. That's a three hundred dollar paycheck. I'm never getting again. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, Daniel was once the penguin in the rosebuds. Yes, when they I came played a penguin in the rosebuds. It was hilarious. And he got three hundred dollars for it. Yeah, I'll jump around and be an idiot for three hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Just to me, it seems. like... The, the character Adam Rose was never getting over, not in the current you know, WWE. They the didn't. NXT, it, he was a great character in NXT, but well, the, the current, the current product that we have right now, that character is never getting over. Well, and Ray LePan, Family Man, the E60 that everybody saw, I think that character has a chance to get over it, and I, I think they just blew it. Well, you, up blowing it. I think the Adam Rose character could have gotten over. But it was like they debuted it on NXT. It was there for two weeks, and they didn't really get to hone it more, tweak mm-hmm. it more, and they just sent it to Raw, and that 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 never works, kind of. And it, it got it got over for a little bit, you know. Uh, it got over for a cup of coffee, 
you know, it really <laughs> did. And uh, it, it, you know, it was entertaining, you know, and and it entertained me, the whole bunny thing for a little while. I think that got over the top a little bit there for a little bit, but then Man. I realized who was under the bunny well, it was a couple of different guys. It was a couple of different guys. Justin Gabriel was yep. under it the night that it, I was there. You need to. Did you ever hear him on I am or Talk is Jericho? Mm-mm. You need to listen because he actually had some plans for that bunny to turn it into like the dark bunny, kind of like from Donnie Darko, ah, and start nice. pulling a real serious <laughs> angle off of it, and it would have been amazing. Sweet. But, and I, I got, and you know, I got to talk to him. You know, I got to talk to him after uh, we did our thing, and we went to the back, and everybody, you know. We went to catering, and uh, Adam, you know, or Ray, or whoever you want, whatever you want to call him, uh, he was over there, and he'd come up and shook all our hands and everything, and, you know, he's like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, you know, just kind of a help, you know. And I always say something to somebody, so they, you know, so I actually have a conversation with them, you know. Mm-hmm. And the thing, I, the thing I said to Adam was, I said, I really enjoy your gimmick. I said, you know. It, it it entertains me, you know, and, you know, I'm a fan, so this was pretty cool for me to come out and be in your group of people, you know. And he and he, he laughed, and he, you know, he was like, oh, thank you. You know, he was very, you know, very humble guy, you know, very appreciative for what he has, apparently. And, you know, it, I I hope he gets over with something, you know. Yeah, it yeah, after that, after reading the E60 piece, I'm going to have to find it online and there's, watch it. There's a few clips of it on, um, th- there's a Facebook page I go to called The Spotlight. And uh, okay. they, they usually recap Raw as it's going and uh, recap SmackDown as it's going. And I, I that's my main page for Raw and, you know, all the other stuff when I'm not near a TV or if mm-hmm. I don't want to turn mm-hmm. it on or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just kind of recap it through those fa- through those pages. But there's actually video clips that they put on The Spotlight of uh the e60 stuff and uh it's got clips of adam adam rose ray, ray lapon you know that's got his section on there it's got xavier woods and i think it's got another guy on there cool so <coughs> yeah it, uh, from what i've read ever it's the reaction to it's been very positive and i got i just got to watch it yeah i just haven't had a chance to joe you got anything else man that's all i got guys thank you for uh talking to me for a few minutes um all right, man. Thanks, thanks a lot, Joe. Good having you, Joe. Hey, w- Joseph. Before you go, yeah. Where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, at Joseph Butler three, J O S E P H B U T L E R, the number three. So that means there are two other Joseph Butlers at least. At least two other ones out there. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks, Joseph. Right, man, everybody, get him a follow on Twitter. He is at Joseph Butler three. All right, man. Dan, uh, I saw some news. Yeah. Jim Cornette's coming to NWA Mid South, I hear. Uh yes. June twenty first. He will be doing um he will be doing commentary for a DVD we were filming. Cool. And uh The Empire Strikes Back was our first DVD we filmed. And uh he will uh, as far as it's it, it, what I've been told, he will he will be doing commentary for us. Cool. On that, that, that DVD. Is, man are you gonna get a chance to drive him around maybe? I don't know. I man, might. that'd be another I might. Hu- <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be another would be great life, life I, experience. I, I mean, I'm sure you'd have to turn off your I don't know sensitive ears because that man would I, th- drop. I think there'd be a fleet of cars coming from <laughs> Dyersburg trying to get him on there. But yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, it'd be uh, it'd be awesome to get get to ride in the car with Jim Cornette and hear what he has to say. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, I'd, that yeah, that's that'd be another. I'm sure that'd be another life opportunity. Yeah, for you. <laughs> I mean, you get to drive around JD Dill. Now you get to drive around. All, you're getting to drive around all these great managers. Yeah, that was so cool getting to drive JJ around. That was, oh, really I, was. I can only imagine. Yeah, but man, you got anything else? Nah, I'm I'm pretty good. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm. I've been lucid the last couple of weeks because I haven't been in near a wrestling ring. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. That's good. You know, good. I d- well. it. There's so much, and you know, it it it, it gets it, it gets on your nerves sometimes because uh, I think I, I there was a there was a pic that a friend posted today, and it had a Jim Cornette quote in it, and uh, it said that uh, everyone in wrestling is crazy. If you're not crazy, somebody else is going to make you crazy by the time you get out of <laughs> that, professional wrestling. I did see that quote. That's a... <laughs> so, right, but well. yeah, and I've I've always me and uh, me and Bruno always talk and everything, and we're always telling each other, you know, if there's ever any shortage of assholes, criminals, drug addicts, or alcohols in your life, 
just become a professional wrestler on the independent <laughs> scene. You'll have plenty of them in your life in no time. <laughs> so, you know, that's just the way it is, man. Yep. It's the state of the business, and, you know, that's what it's come to. Well, we're going to wrap it up for this week. It looks like the main event for NXT TakeOver is about to happen. I want to watch this. It's Kevin Owens. It's Sammy Zayn. There's going to be something crazy in this match. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Get out there. Follow us on Twitter at Oversell Podcast, at Shropnuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. At One Dangerous Dan. Go to OversellPodcast.com. And we're download us on iTunes. Down, get us on get iTunes. Get us a rating. Give us five stars, four stars, anything. Half a star. Don't, I don't care. No, 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 no. We want five. <laughs> I want five. I want four. Um, give us a review. Tell us what we're doing good. Tell us what we're not doing so good and anything else we can improve on. Once again, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. We are going to call it tonight. Thank you, and we will talk to you next week. 